0: I don't know if you can tell but i got a little sick sorry so sorry (laughs) that was not for effect i thought i cleared it out before we started this whoo whoo hi my name is father mike schmitz and this is essential resents so i don't know if you can tell but i i'm a little under the weather as they say i don't know if this is a recent thing you know kind of a post-covid thing or if this is has always been the case but when you get sick you know other people as well as ourselves i think there's a big temptation to say wait Who got you sick? We always want to find the source of our suffering, right? We always want to find the source of our sickness like, okay, I'm experiencing this horrible thing right now. Who did this to me? I do not blame my family. Yes, I do. I mean, I don't blame them. I'm just telling you that's where I got sick. I spent time with my family and uh, here's all these people sniffling around and I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then as the day I left, I'm like, I am not fine. Anyways, so I got my sickness from my family which actually makes sense. Actually, it's very biblical. This is the segue from being me physically sick to talking about our spiritual sickness. This is something we have to understand. I think there is almost no greater Christian doctrine that has been either uh, ignored, forgotten, or misunderstood than the doctrine of the fact that we're born sick. Like that we're born with this thing called original sin and this original state, not original state, original state was grace. Go back to the first chapters of Genesis. I mean, actually... If we miss out the first three chapters of Genesis, we will not understand life. We won't understand God. We won't understand what it is to be human. Because at the beginning, the very beginning, chapters one and two, if you've ever done the Bible in a year, you know this. You know this is true. If you've ever read the first three chapters of the Bible, you know this is true. In the beginning, God is good. He makes this world good. He makes you good, human beings, right? He makes us in his image and likeness. It's all good. It is all good. Yet what happens? We take this image of God. We take our intellect, we take our will, we take our freedom, we take our ability to love, and we misuse it. Like we twist it. And that's chapter three of Genesis. And because of that, like because we're willing to distort our freedom, to misuse our freedom, we become distorted, right? We become disordered. We inherit from our family, right? Adam and Eve and all the, the family of humanity. We're all born with this inherited trait. And this inherited trait is we are still good and that's, the, that's so important for us to understand you are still good every human being is still made good still made in god's image and likeness of inestimable value and inestimable worth and yet at the same time we've been broken at the same time we're sick in fact there's a priest named father benedict rochelle he's one of the co-founders of the cfrs the franciscan friars of the, the you know you know the the ones, the, the awesome ones, the CFRs uh, that are on this channel. Princess surprise of the Renewal, that's what it is. So Father Benedict Grischel has this great book. I remember this book was really, really influential on me because he looks at this thing called original sin. And, and he says, okay, so sometimes people look at original sin and we say like, how, how can we call it sin? In the sense that here's a newborn baby. You're saying, oh yeah, that baby has original sin. Like that child couldn't possibly have sinned on their own right they're just born with original sin that seems so unfair and he says okay it's because we're kind of misunderstanding what we mean he said what about this term he used a new term that i thought was phenomenal and really accurate and really represented i think what we want to say he actually named the book this it's called the original wound and that's what we're born with every one of us is born good right made in god's image or likeness so so ontologically in our very being we're good but we're also wounded that every one of us is is born not only separated from God. With this wound we have, we're made for God, of course, and God loves us so much. We're born with this wound when it comes to that relationship with God. We're also born with a wound when it comes to relationship with each other. What does that mean? Well, it means that either we're indifferent to each other, right, we can pass by people that are made in God's image and likeness and, and just dismiss them, not even care, or we're tempted to use each other. We have this wound when it comes to our relationships where we were tempted to dominate each other or manipulate each other, we have this woundedness. We also have this wound deeply in our own hearts with ourselves, that we're even broken, we're at war in some ways with ourselves. We are born into this world, good, made in God's image and likeness, so important. But at the same time, we've also inherited this sickness. We've inherited this wound. That relationship with God has been wounded. The relationship with each other has been wounded. And even the relationship with ourselves has been wounded. You know, I think it was maybe with Chesterton or one of those, you know, writers back in the day who said, original sin is the one doctrine of Christianity that can be proven simply by reading the daily newspaper. Because we see signs of this woundedness everywhere we look. So what do we do? How do we just point out and say, well, it's that stupid Adam and Eve, you know? Well, maybe, but at the same time we realize that if you and I were in that situation, we probably would say the same thing. We'd probably do the same thing. We would misuse our freedom, probably just like they would, they did. So what do we do? Well, we could strive our best to say like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, study all world world religions and I'm gonna try to be the best person I can be. Maybe bridge that gap between myself and God. Well, good luck. Maybe I can say that, you know, if we have proper social systems, proper economic structures, proper education, we can actually uh, reconcile human beings with each other. Maybe. You say, well, if you give me all, all my needs are met, like, you know, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like if all my needs are met, then I'll I'll be healed interiorly. History of humanity has demonstrated that none of those things are enough. And what has to happen is what has happened 2000 years ago. I can't bridge the gap between humanity and God. So what does God do? God bridges the gap between divinity and humanity. He takes on our human nature in the person of Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, God reconciles us to himself. As Christians, we know that there is no way to the Father except through Jesus Christ the Son. There is no way to the Father except through Jesus. His power of the Holy Spirit working through his church. That's how he's reconciled himself to us. Same thing when it comes to our relationships with each other. In our relationships with each other, like we, we remain broken. And what does God do? God transforms our hearts. And so rather than a relationship of, of indifference or a relationship of use, we actually have the ability, by the power of the Holy Spirit, because what Jesus has done to actually truly love one another, that's what Jesus said, right? He said, love one another as I have loved you. Not to dominate or manipulate, not to use or to, to, to dismiss, but love one another as I've loved you. And even, this is an amazing thing, this is an incredible thing, that Jesus Christ actually sends his Holy Spirit to heal the innermost parts of our soul, our heart, that is so broken, that's broken in on itself, right? We're made in God's image and likeness. You are good, ontologically good. It is good that you exist, and yet, if you're human, you're also broken. Which means what? Which means that we don't think clearly. We don't choose well or wisely. It means we're attracted to things that are not good to, us, good for us. It's this fancy word called concupiscence. More on that later, another time. We have this desire for things that we know are sins. And, and we like, I didn't even want this desire. Yep. But your heart has been broken. You've been wounded. You've been born with an original wound. And because of that, yep, just like everyone else, there are some things that you want that are not good for you. Some things you and I want that are not good, period. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has reconciled us with the Father. The good news is that Jesus Christ has poured out his Holy Spirit so that not only can we be reconciled to the Father, but we also can be reconciled with each other. The good news is that Jesus Christ has given us the power of the Holy Spirit in his church so that your heart and my heart can begin to experience true healing and true restoration. We're all sick. <laughs> You're good, but sick. You and I are good, but broken. You and I are good, broken, and loved by God who has sent his son, to heal us, to bring us closer to him and to restore us to that original goodness. Anyways, that's just a part of the gospel. It's a part of the gospel today. And for all of us here, send Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless and stay healthy.